Breakfast from Scotston. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy. Welcome back to Warriors Weekly, the official Glasgow Warriors Club podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Acast, every podcast platform actually. And do keep your feedback coming in. Give us a five-star review and tweet us using the hashtag Warriors Weekly. I am delighted to be reunited with my co-host Adam Ash. Rather than just down the phone, we're here in the flesh. Together as one. Together as one, <laughs> as it should be. Ashy, tough day training today. It looked, looked pretty relentless out there. It was a, a tough day for us. Um, Good to, to be back together. Seems like all the guys enjoyed the, what was it, 10, 12 days off for most guys. Um, and came back in on, on Thursday, Friday there, weekend off, and then back into it, preparing for the game this weekend. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great to be in. We had a tough day today. Uh, but windy out there, and the rain came on for the, the rugby session. But, um, yeah, it's good to, good to be out there running about in the old Scotston pitch. Yeah, you're happy to be back in familiar surroundings, having spent some time down the M8, does that feel yeah. good to be back home? It's, it is nice to be back and uh, into an environment that you're, you're really familiar with and um, obviously to catch up with a whole load of guys that were away, uh, some of them seemed that they were on really nice holidays and <laughs> good to hear all the news and what they've been up to whilst I've been through in Edinburgh <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it is good to be back um, We've been uh, yeah sharing some some stories and uh, we, when we came back in on Thursday we had a, a meeting and a few guys stood up and, and spoke about what they'd been up to on their on their time off and it seems like uh, most guys managed to get away and, and freshen up get some sun and just take their mind off it for a while as we kind of really get back into it and, and attack the second half of the season. It seems like a while since the Ospreys game. Is it? Is it much easier to get, or is it much more familiar? I guess when there's a game on the weekend and the the week structures are much more as you'd imagine, rather than this those days off and coming in for a few days. Is it nice to be back? Actually, now this is it. We've got yeah much more focus driven. Yeah, I think like the the kind of thinking behind getting us in on Thursday, Friday last week was just to get the bodies back up to speed mm-hmm. and, and get the legs going again. Did you have to um, do a, a Bronco test? I didn't I didn't have to do it. I had been training from uh, Sunday till Wednesday through in Edinburgh, so I'd already got my, my running metres in, but uh, I know a lot of the guys were dreading it, but scores seemed to be pretty good. And, uh, okay. um, yeah, it wasn't too painful uh, for, for most of them. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good to, to be back in fully this week and, you know, get our reviews done, um, from the Ospreys game uh, it's a hard game to look at obviously the weather mm-hmm. put a whole load of restrictions on the game and, and what we managed to do uh, but we, we did get some good stuff out of it um, regarding certain aspects of the game that we're really looking to, to drive on with and push this week going into Cardiff on Saturday People might have seen on social media that we are going to use the podcast today to announce a new contract exclusively announce a new contract before the news goes out Later this afternoon, so if you're getting the podcast nice and early, you will be the first to hear that Adam Ash, <laughs> Warriors Weekly co-host himself, is staying at Scotson for another two years. Mate, I personally am delighted. How are you feeling about it? Absolutely delighted. Uh, really, really pleased to be staying here for another two years. Um, this is literally my second home. Uh, this is where I've lived uh, a third of my life here mm-hmm. in Scotston. <laughs> so. <laughs> Right, it's, it's really pleasing to be to be staying for another two years. It was it was an easy decision for me. Um, 
you know, I've yeah, been here for, for seven years now, including two in the academy at the start, and um, you know, we've had some fantastic success, and you know, my memories of being here, involved at this club, have all been brilliant. Um, you know, I think we're we're a club that's got a lot of ambition and wants to wants to push on to to you know grow and develop and really inspire the community around us. So. You know that being said, I'm I'm really pleased to be staying here and to be a part of it. So uh, it's exciting times, and it's good to to get it announced. Take us behind the scenes of uh, a professional rugby contract negotiation, or that that whole process. How does that? So at the start of this season, you'll have known right out of contract at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Does that come into? Is that in the back of mind when you're playing? At what point do you approach the coaches and let them know this is what I'm thinking? Or what approach? Or what? Point, do you speak to your agent? Do they do come yeah. just talk us through it? How does it work? Yeah, so uh, most players tend to sign two-year contracts mm-hmm. generally. So, you know, you will come into the stage when you're in that second year of your contract and, you know, you do kind of naturally think about these things. I think everybody does who's in these positions. And, um, you know, it's when you get to around about the sort of uh, October, November part of the season that uh, people start to to talk or players start to talk with uh, agents and you know agents start to then get in contact with clubs and figure out what it is that the club might be thinking Uh, do they want to keep you do they want to let you go what's their thinking so all that happens and then you know the the player and agent will have a rough idea about what's going to happen you know no uh, figures or anything like that get spoken of then but but you'll know I want to stay and the club want me to stay. Yeah, so exactly. That, that'll that be figured out relatively early on. Um, uh, that's always been the way it's worked for me. I know that there are different circumstances that can play out. Um, but, you know, as, as a player, everything is pretty much done through your agent. Uh, 99% of the players in here will have an agent. Mm-hmm. There's the occasional person that doesn't that will represent themselves. Represent themselves. Yeah. But I think as uh, the years go on in rugby, that seems to be less and less of a thing. So, you know your agent when your when your contract is up, your agent plays a, a big role for you to to represent you and to try and uh, put the best you across to the club. Um, uh, so I, I was yeah, I guess I was fortunate to kind of get talked going, you know, back then. And uh, as I say, it was it was, a, it was an easy decision for me to to stay. Um, and, and and really yeah, looking forward to the next two years. And you know, it's always nice to to have that first year of your contract where you know that this is where you're going to be staying for the yeah, next two so years. And you I'd be interested to know, so you've got two years from now looking down the line, will, I guess that's what I was trying to ask, will your rug, the rugby that you play be different in that first year of your contract as opposed to the second? Will you be slightly more relaxed knowing that you can just play your natural game or do you feel that you play better rugby when you know that your contract's on the line and you're, and you're yeah. kind of trying to Put yourself in the in the window Yeah, I think everybody's different. I mean, the one thing that I would say is that you know when you kind of come into that last year of a contract, however long it may be, like you, you do tend to think about it, and you know it definitely can get a little bit stressful for players at times. But it all depends on the individual. People deal with it differently, mm-hmm. and um, you know the the good thing about that that first year, I wouldn't say there's any differences. For me, you know, I, like, luckily when I was kind of do you manage to negotiating, managed to hit some good form. But I don't know if that was just a coincidence. But or do you also was... manage to 
that's going on in the background. When I'm on the pitch, I'm on the pitch and actually yeah. I'm just playing the game. Yeah, the, the focus is just playing well and, and you know going out there doing what you do and being really clear on what it is that you want to do. You know, I don't think, you know, I think if you were going into a performance or a game and you and you're really thinking I'm doing this for that, like mm-hmm. and, and really, you know, making it about that, I, I don't necessarily know how beneficial that would be for people. But you know, I think for for some it can provide people with kind of inspiration and, and motivation to go out there and play well and then for others it doesn't like you know like it actually can sometimes get the better of people yeah, yeah. and can almost distract them so you know, it, it really all depends on the individual um, I tend to I tend to get quite excited personally when it is that time where you know uh, you you're, you know your contract is, is going to be up and you have to negotiate a new one and you're you're in the shop window so it can I've always found that I get quite excited when that period comes along Um but I guess I can only speak for myself. I know plenty of players that get to that stage and you know uh, tend to get really quite insecure and, and, and nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know everybody reacts differently, but it's it's just one of those things where there's literally so many things that could happen. Well, mate, I I didn't want to tell you this, but I went and knocked on the gaffer's door and I said, "He stay." You need to I keep need this guy here for the podcast. the podcast. That's priority. <laughs> if he goes, I go. So. Uh, well, I appreciate you doing that. <laughs> um, another signing announcement we had this week was that at the end of the season, Kyle Stain will be joining from Scotland Sevens. Those who follow the Sevens will have seen Kyle playing out there. He's a he's a winger slash centre in fifteens, a big, powerful player, and he'll be when he's not with the Sevens, he'll be joining up with his. Glasgow teammates early he's here training this week and Ashley and I caught up with him earlier to discuss his new contract sevens and life in general yep this is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast Kyle welcome to the Warriors mate well you're you're joining out of next season but you're spending some time with us this year how have you enjoyed it so far oh I've loved it so far thanks um good to be in good to be in with the boys and get to know the systems and structures and all the boys and all the management have all been really welcoming, so loving it. You've been in before, you've kind of dipped in and out. Tell us about your... You came on an away day to Munster, tell us about how that came around. Um, I was in the gym with the Sevens boys in Edinburgh, um, and I think DTH um, had gotten some burns from the previous game that they then decided gotten too infected for him to play. Um, so they flew out me and a couple of other boys as, as backup as 24th men. Um, and then yeah ended up being a 24th so I got to go along got to see the trip um, got to see Tom and Park in Munster which was awesome and yeah it was good to be involved Let's tell us about a bit about your rugby history growing up in South Africa where you started playing and then how you got involved with Scotland Sevens uh, Yeah so I grew up in South Africa in Joburg went to school there and played there um, and then I went to university and played while I was studying um, and played for the university team and got and picked up a pro contract through the university team so went off to Kimberley um, Central South Africa played for the Greek was for two seasons, and then John Dell brought me over for uh, to come play for Scotland Sevens. Actually, you've played some sevens. How what does how does sevens get you prepared for the game of fifteens? I think um, I found it really good as, as a young player. Like obviously, your skills are exposed, and um, you know you need to the fitness aspect of the game is is massive. You know, it's, it's a completely different game to fifteens, but. I think for me it was it was massive. I think at a young age, eighteen, it kind of opened my eyes up to see that actually I think I can play at this level and I can I can push on to, to bigger things. So uh, it's yeah, the sevens was fantastic. I loved it. It was a stepping stone for me into the professional game 
here in Scotland and um, yeah, massively enjoyed it. It's great to have you on board here, Kyle. Uh, so obviously the the game in Munster wasn't it didn't end very well for <laughs> us there, but um, no, it's it's good to have you here. And, uh, yeah, awesome. It's turned out as a bit of a stepping stone for you as well. The the sevens. Yeah. Do you relate to what Ashley's saying there in terms of the relatable skills? How have you found that? Yeah, definitely. Um, exactly what Ashley was saying. You know, it, it sort of definitely stresses your your personal skills and puts them right in the limelight. There's no hiding. Um, and definitely the fitness. You know, gets you in, in great condition to be able to to be able to repeat these things over and over. So, um, yeah, it's a great program that, that you've got going in the sevens and yeah, great to be able to kick on. How have you, like, how have you found bouncing from obviously playing sevens, going back to 15s, like the conditioning element? It may be different for you as a back, yeah. but as a forward, I found that a bit challenging because, you know, obviously sevens, it's more, you know, high speed intensity running, you know, you're looking to obviously get that repetition in at the top speed. Um, and you know you're you're doing a lot of ha- like high speed running. So going back to fifteens, I can remember I went back to play a couple of games for Stirling County, um, and at that time of the year it was like December. We were playing in a bog, yeah, yeah. like we're doing pick and goes for the whole game, and my <laughs> legs were just like honestly about to blow up. So I, yeah, no, I can imagine, especially for a forward going from sevens back to fifteen. Um, you know the the contact side of it, it definitely goes from one extreme to the other. Um, mm-hmm. For a back, I think that there's probably a little bit more of a balance there. So, mm. um, I mean, we'll find out. Find out on Saturday. I've been <laughs> sevens for a couple of months. So, um, yeah, come come game day, we'll find out. Find out how it is. I'm sure you'll be good. It's different as a winger. You're not. Uh, well, you might be in the thick of it. I don't know, <laughs> you'd hope that uh, not as much as a loose forward. What yeah, about emotionally though? Because in the sevens, you've got those three games a day, and there's obviously highs and lows of a win or maybe a loss. And then you've got to reset and go again. Is that a challenge as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, was, I was talking about that with the Sevens boys, actually. That, that side was quite brutal. Um, you know, there's only five trips in the season where that you get to be selected for. And in those five trips, you've got to go out two days in a row um, and make it count. So, um, you know, it's not as, it's not certainly not as long as the 15 season where you maybe feel like you get more opportunities, you know, week in, week out. Um, so it is, it's, it's very much a, uh, a zero to a hundred, you know, you're on and you got to when when you're on, you got to got to be bang on the money. We spoke about that Munster game. I remember you, we spoke about it on here. How gutted you are after that Munster game. You'll have felt in sevens. You'll have felt say, the same disappointment at points. Imagine if you'd been told after that, right? In in two and a half hours, you've got to go again. I know, man. It'd it's, be tough. It is crazy. That was one of the most challenging things I found about sevens was that waking up on the second day when you are in pieces. Like you're, so, I found like some days I'd wake up and I was like so sore. You literally feel like you've been hit by a bus because, you know, like it's, it's such a fast game. The amount of running that you do and like the contacts are intense. So like, I, yeah, I was speaking to Robbie Ferguson about this, who's the the co-captain through there, and the contacts in 15s are often there's not as many one-on-one tackles. You might find that there are more, Kyle, as a winger, yeah. but as a forward, you, you're often it's a tackle assist. You're tackling with help. someone. You've got help someone. Whereas in sevens, you're, that's your one-on-one man. You know, in the back of your head, that if you don't make the tackle, they're scoring. Yeah. And it's the actual physical. You've got this one-on-one confrontation. It's, it's a real challenge. One of the most embarrassing moments of my rugby career, Hong Kong sevens. It must have been 2014. Um, Nico, Scotland v Fiji. Was Nico playing? Nico was playing. Um, Leone was playing as well and uh, I found myself on the wing probably two minutes into the game and Nico had the ball and he was like kind of in the middle of the pitch but he was doing one of those snake and runs so our defensive line like that Nico 
middle of the pitch runs right out like across the pitch gasses me around the wing I'm chasing him back he chips the ball over I'm bombing it back to try and get the ball it's bobbling all over the place try and jump on it as I jump on it it bounces the other way Nico picks it up flicks it out the back door and they score under the posts relentless man it was like oh it was it was tough to take that one and then to see him rocking up here about two years later and I knew exactly who he was <laughs> <laughs> I remember you I remember you <laughs> not many people forget him uh, he was on no. fire he actually got player of the tournament Did in Hong Kong that year yeah so he's on fire um, you'll have played what's your knowledge of the current South African boys or the boys who have played um, in South Africa your likes of Brandon Ollie Kebble Hugh Jones you haven't played with them but have you played against them in the Curry Cup or? Um, Brandon Brandon and I played together one, one year in our, uh, uni, for our uni team um, so I got to know him a little bit there um, I played against I didn't I was supposed to play against Hugh and uh, he ended up pulling out with a, a hammy injury the day before yeah do you have played <laughs> nah, nah definitely not <laughs> he wouldn't have even known who I was um but yeah, Oli, I might have played against Oli, but I, I can't say I remember what props I've, I've come up against. By the way, that's not true. Hugh did know that you were playing that day. Oh, really? Because he told me. like, Because when you came here, it was like, um, I think like somebody mentioned your name that you were coming here, and I don't think he recognised your name, but when he seen you, he knew who you were. Uh-huh. And he was like, I was going to play against him one day, but we ended up not. But he said a few uh, kind things about your game. <laughs> he was talking you up. Won't embarrass you. <laughs> what's what's we are going to embarrass him here? What's he look like out there, Ashley? The couple of days training and a couple of days previously, what kind of player have we got on our hands here? Powerhouse winger. That's what it looks like to me. Um, Hugh. One of the things you said um, back then when he was talking was that Kyle was absolutely rapid, apparently. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. I've not uh, training's not really been filled out, I guess, so far this week. But we'll hopefully see some of it. And, uh, How would you describe yourself, Carl? What would you? Well, I mean, the first point there that the training this week hasn't been full tilt. And I'm scared <laughs> to see what, what well, full tilt is. I, well, I've been blown so much, so when you're gassing it down the wing, I, I don't tend to see you. My head's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did it come about the the move from seven here? John Dio obviously was in touch with your agent when you were playing in South Africa, but yeah. how did the, the link with Glasgow come up? Oh, to be honest, I'm not too sure. Um, John actually just came and, and spoke to me. Uh, the one day and said that there was there was the opportunity um, to go and train with the Glasgow boys um, during the autumn windows. They were a bit thin in the back line, um, and obviously yeah, jumped naturally jumped to that with with two hands. So not really sure where it came from or how it sprung about, but just sort of clinging onto it, <laughs> seeing where it goes. Do you have any highlights of? You played six sevens tournaments. Are there any games in there that particularly stand out? How many tries, man? Oh, actually, that's a sensitive question. There's a big <laughs> donut over zero. there. Yeah, zero. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think uh, from a team perspective, uh, in Hamilton now, um, we've sort of been struggling. We've been doing well to get ourselves into position into a quarterfinal, and then sort of day two, we just weren't kicking on. So um, day two in Hamilton, we lost 19-12 to USA in the mm-hmm. quarterfinal. Um, but then that next game against Australia um, came back and, and just sort of controlled the game the whole way and managed to managed to get one over them, I think was, was probably a highlight for me. And then I guess for the rest of the season, you'll be here when you're not with them. Is that the, is that the arrangement? You're still a seventh player to the end of the season before you come a Glasgow player and you'll be yeah, here, definitely. here and then, I guess. Uh, yeah, sort of just get told where I must be and that's that's where I'll go. Happy, Very happy in both environments. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big privilege to be in either of them. So. It's funny the 
the dynamic of like the sevens team compared to obviously playing on a fifteens yeah. team. The sevens teams are a lot smaller, less number. So it was like I only done it for a year, but I can remember. You know, you get to know all the yeah. players in the team so much more than you do here. Obviously, we spend more time here, but you know, the time that you do spend. I guess here, when steps, you when yeah. you finish training, you go home. Whereas when yeah. you're when you're yeah. on Las Vegas or something, you no, no, that's exactly it. Would you and like as she says, I mean, there's only uh, you know our sim our sims group this year is only 17 boys. Um, you know, whereas yeah, we probably seen 35, 40 boys yeah. that are in training every day. And like you say, we are, you're away for two weeks at a time, so. You're going to get to know the boys on a whole different level. But do you feel that will benefit, or did you feel that it benefits your rugby, the fact that you know these guys really well off the pitch? Does that does that help on? Uh, yeah, I think it definitely does. Um, I think, yeah, I certainly think the Sevens have, have got a special group going this year and the, and the leaders and, and John have done well to, to create a good environment. And I think all of those together, you know, knowing knowing the boys well and putting that into a, into a positive environment definitely has a, a good impact on the field. Is that something you, while you were out there, actually, is that something you recognise that? Actually? Yeah, my memories, I, I guess it was like quite a few years ago now, and I was only 18, but my memories of it were that, you know, you get to know the guys in your team so well, and, you know, you, you go out there and, and play together, and, you know, you're, you're willing to put your body in the line for your mates, that's it, and, uh, you know, it's very, it's very similar here, but, you know, the, it tends to be that, you know, you do gravitate to certain people in the team more than others it's not that you don't get on but it's just that you know mm -hmm. that's the way this cultures work you know I you have people that are there's four times as many players here I guess yeah exactly. yeah I guess in, in the sevens you know there's there's only a small group so you can really get to know everybody well yeah but I think the same at Glasgow you know I think there's a really positive environment over here and you've seen that sort of you know talking about that monster game seeing our boys pull together and you know being able to travel and, and experience that um yeah, I think there's, there's, there's certainly something good going here as well. It's well, mate, hopefully we'll, we'll see you involved an awful lot sooner rather than later. All the best. Welcome and wish you, wish you all the best of luck. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers, you. The official Glasgow Warriors podcast. <laughs> Sashi, Cardiff this week, the fourth time we've played them. Are there any new tricks that we can pull out the bag to, to surprise them, or are these just two teams that know exactly what the other one's going to do? I think there'll be a few surprises in there, but I think generally speaking, both teams will know each other really well. Um, we know about the the threats uh, that Cardiff possess. Uh, obviously, playing them three times so far this year, they've got a huge presence at the ruck and, and over the ball. Um, so we, we need to you know, make sure we nullify that and, and really get our contact area right. Uh, we've seen, you know, when Cardiff played us uh, at home there, was it, it was the last game we played them, so in Europe. in Europe, you know, they have the ability to, you know, get the ball through the hands and they scored some fantastic tries, you know, towards the end of that game. So, um, you know, two teams that have a lot of similarities and at the same time have a lot of differences. So, we uh, we know them well, and uh, you know we'll, we're not changing too much. You, know, you, you have a little change or two in the plays that you're running that week, but in general, uh, you know I think two teams know each other, and it'll be a good battle. They'll be hurting too. We beat them three times already this season. They're not going to want to be beaten every time. You're going to be extra wary that they'll be extra motivated. Yeah, definitely. I think they'll be be hurting a little bit after obviously three losses. Um, you know they're they're a fantastic team and they're only sitting ten points behind us, which is not a massive amount. Uh, so 
it's important for us that we get the win this weekend and um, I'm sure they'll have a few players away um, with the Welsh squad but you know they're a, they're a team who have got uh, some fantastic foreigners as well got you know Nick Williams, um, Ray Leo in the centre, you know really threatening players. So uh, it's it's going to be a tough one, and you know it'll be good to to start this period off and uh, and the Six Nations with a, a real solid win. I sat in that team meeting early and I saw a alternative Pro 14 table up on the big screen. What's what's that? It's it was just a, it said the Six Nations table, but it was it was just our conference. What what's the chat there? Yeah, so there's just a at this point in the season. I think you know we've really got um, four games that we really need to you know put a big emphasis on. We've got a lot of players away. Um, when you look back to the November test, we had a really successful period. Uh, but you know the difference with that was we had a nice cushion of of a lead going into that. So and that's not the case this time. So I guess what that was was just looking at you know the games that we have over the the next four or five weeks and you know really setting our standards out and treating it as its own yeah it's mini, its own little mini. mini league and you know we'll have an aim of the points that we want to achieve out of that and then we'll look back in four or five weeks time and see if we achieved that so you know, I think it's good to do this to, to sit down and just to to really look at what we want to do and get everybody on board with, with how important this period of the season is um, because it, you know come the end of the season this will be pivotal how mm-hmm. well we do here um, so yeah it's it's good to have that clarity. Well, Ashley, it's good to good to have you back in in the flesh. Congratulations again on your two year contract, another two years here at Scotland, and most importantly, another two years at least of Warriors Weekly. That's what the fans are most. That's what I'm most pleased about. Again, <laughs> <laughs> done. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we return to Guinness Pro 14 action away to Cardiff Blues this Saturday and then we are back to Scotston the following Saturday against Connacht tickets available now at glasgowarriors.org thank you very much and we'll be back for more Warriors Weekly next week The Glasgow Warriors, official podcast. With Jack and Ashy.